all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. I am blessed because the life-giving message I'm about to hear will change what I do in Jesus' name. Amen. So God, we are open and we are ready. We are excited to receive your word. You exceed our excitement. You exceed our expectations. Speak to us, God. Answer prayers. Give clarity. Give direction. We are open and we are ready. We are open and we are ready. Say, I'm open and I'm ready. Come on, 915 in the building. I need you to say it online. I need you to type and say, I'm open and I'm ready. Why do you need to let the Lord know that? Because he's about to speak to you. And when you're open and ready, he doesn't have to fight to get to you. Can I get you to release worship for three seconds? Go. Three. Hallelujah. We're open and we're ready, sir. Speak to us. Two. I need to hear you. Speak to us, Lord. One. Somebody holler, speak, Lord. So Wednesday, we started this new series called Making Money Moves. It's based off of the first book that I ever wrote called, it was originally called Getting Your Finances in Order. We did a re-release called Making Money Moves, The Art of Getting Your Finances in Order. The reason for this is because God's Word teaches us what money moves to make. This is important to understand because for many people, watch me, faith and finances are enemies, but they're not. Uh, in fact, there's over 2,300 verses in the Bible about money. That's more than prayer, more than faith more than heaven more than hell in other words the stuff you like to talk about most God says that's important but watch me a lot of that can be simply fixed if you got your money together Y'all ain't going to say nothing right there. Listen, do you not know it used to be, now social media is the number one reason for most divorce filings, but it used to be that the number one reason for most divorces was actually financial issues. But pay attention. This is why it is so important that you understand when you get your money right, it makes your movements easy. So we got to learn how to make the right money moves so then the movements we make after our money is right are easy. I'm here to tell some of you, your days of paycheck to paycheck have come to their conclusion. 
I'm going to tell some of y'all, your days of wondering how am I going to take care of this have come to their conclusion. For some of you, your days of your credit not starting with an eight have come to their conclusion. Y'all ain't saying that right there. Why, why do you need to get excited about that? Because you're blessed to be a blessing. It's not about cash, cars, and clothes. It's about if you've got money, you can now be the answer for some issues going on in the world. For those of you that believe between September and December, your finances are about to go up and to the right. I need to hear your praise for three seconds. Go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm making money moves. Isaiah 48 and 17, thus says the Lord, your redeemer. Redeem means to purchase. God says, I purchased you. I bought you with a price that nobody else was willing to pay. 2,000 years ago, he died so that you and I could have life and life more abundantly. He says, I'm your redeemer. Pay attention. Many times we are more loyal to things that wouldn't pay the same price that he would pay for us. And I need for those of us in this building and those online that have learned, watch me, that we've searched all over and have not found anybody like him. So you have people that love you, but you've not found too many that love you unconditionally. Come on. God, God says, even in your dirty, filthy stink, I still love you. The Bible says, if you make your bed in hell, I still love you. Here's what's amazing about him is he knew you and knows you with all of your issues. And you know what he said? I still want him. I just wonder if there's anybody excited about the fact that despite your issues he still wants you he said I'm your redeemer I bought you and you weren't worth much I bought you when nobody else was thinking about you. I died for you when nobody else would cross the street for you. I paid a price for you that nobody even considered you to be worth. This is why you don't have to watch me. It doesn't take much for me to get excited in church. Why? When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, he's my redeemer. The Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God. Let's break it down. Lord means overseer. It means, watch me, think of this term, landlord, owner. Landlord, owner. In other words, God says, I run what goes on in you. Then I'm your God. God is not God's name. God is a sixth century Germanic term. It comes from the word gudon, which means source. Watch me. He says, I'm your landlord, and watch me, I'm your source. So I bought you, I run you. I'm your source. Now, this is important because notice he didn't say I'm your savior. <laughs> Many Christians get excited about being saved, but then you don't actually step beyond salvation, not realizing salvation is the beginning, it's not the end. So once I get saved, I need him to be my redeemer, I need him to be my Lord, and I need him to be my God. Oh, my God. Which means, God, your will, not my will. Why? You're the landlord. You are my source, not my money, not my job, not my education, certainly not people, because I think there's some of us that over the last 16, month you saw some stuff about people that you never thought you would ever and what does he say he does who teaches you to profit shut up I don't mean it literally means it's good he says I teach you how to profit which means if you're going to be taught how to profit, that means I have to get into his word. I said last night on Instagram during the message preview, it's amazing that we will go to Google, and that's good. We'll go to YouTube, that's good. We will seek out and search out every different way to learn how to do something. And God's like, all they're doing is biting off my word. I talked about how people would spend $10,000 to go to this empowerment uh, seminar with this guy who literally says, I'm not your guru. He literally gets up and just gives people straight talk and says, you need to get your stuff together and you need to make it happen and you can do it. And people, oh, 
and they write $10,000 checks without question. Pay attention. He didn't die for them. He didn't pay a price for them. All he does is get up for 35 minutes and says, I'm not your guru, and cut the check. And God says, I'm the one that teaches you. All they're doing is taking biblical principles and applying them. Here's what's so powerful about the Bible, that even unsaved people can use the principles and see the results of the principles. How much more should it work for you and I? I wish you knew I was speaking to some debt-free people. I wish I heard the sound of some people that are about to shift into six figures. I wish I could hear the sound of people where you're about to be the first millionaire in your bloodline. I... Come on, say, I'm making money moves. Look at the word there. The word prophet is this Hebrew word. That's the language of our Old Testament, y'all. Literally, it's right there on the screen. Y'all. So who's going to profit? Y'all, all right? And what does that word mean? To gain profit or benefit. Profit is what you have left over. See, you can have a lot of revenue but not be profitable. You can make a lot of money but have a lot of expenses, which means you're not profitable. So never get caught up, pay attention, in the revenue. Get caught up in the profit. Because mm. you could bring in more but actually make less than somebody that brings in less. Mm. So, so watch me. Your profit, your expenses, got it? And then you re remove your expenses from your revenue. And the net, the delta, what's left over is called your profit. Pay attention. God says, I want you to gain profit from everything you go through. Look at me. This is bigger than money. What if I told you that even what was painful was profitable? What if I told you that even what hurts you helped you? What if I told you God says you better not waste anything you have ever been through because there's some benefit I want you to get out of it. See, we know how to say thank you, Jesus. I got a question, 915. Who can say thank you, Judas? Why? What you meant for evil, God turned that thing around for my good and I got some benefit from it. You lied on me, but I got benefit. You tried to put your foot on my neck, but I got benefit. Is there anybody in this building and anybody online but when you look back over your life, even your pain was profitable? Look, it means to set forward. What does this mean? I'm going to set you forward. Um, you, you ever heard somebody say this? Uh, man, if I do that, I'm set. And, and basically what they're saying, if they take this one step, this one move, this one financial transaction, they're going to be set. Pay attention to what God says. I want to teach you how to set forward. In, in other words, you're going to be good. And you're not going to have to go backward. <laughs> you're only going forward. See, for some of you, let me tell you why it's exciting to be in church today, exciting to be streaming today. Why? Because this was your last day ever looking back. Matter of fact, why? Because a new spiritual year begins tomorrow. I need you to just look back one more time. Why? This is the last time I'm looking back, last time I'm crying about that, last time I'm thinking about that, last time I'm dealing with that. Because from this day forward, God's setting me I need you to open up your mouth and say, I'm going forward. Then look at the next meaning of profit. He says, I teach you how to gain profit or benefit. I teach you how to go forward. Watch me. I teach you how to do good. God is for you, not against you, even if he's not for what you're do, what you're doing. <laughs> what you're doing. What you're doing. Pay, pay attention. Many Christians, especially if you grew up in church, here's your image of God. 
He's mad all the time. And he woke up, he mad. He go to sleep, he mad. You say something you shouldn't say, he mad. Can, can, can I let you on something? If he was sick of you, you could have been part of the 700,000 that can't give him praise. That's why the Bible says, let everything that have I'm about to give you an opportunity to let him know you appreciate the fact that he's not done with you. One, two, three, go. I got breath in my body, so I'm grateful. I've got breath in my body, so I'm thankful. Somebody say, thank you, Lord, for loving me. Now, I am not at all suggesting that in any way, shape, form, or fashion that any that we have seen uh, uh, transition throughout this pandemic God was against. Here's what I am saying is that if you have a pulse, he still has a plan. It's not over for you. And God says, I want to see you do good. And for many Christians, especially if you grew up in church, your image of God is angry, especially if you do not know him as father. And if you do not know him as father, you only know him as some distant figure that's far away, that might try to get you, that, that's trying to trip you up every few minutes, that, that's looking at every mistake you've made and saying, I can't believe this. No. See, God doesn't condemn us. He convicts us. What's the difference? See, condemnation says, you are so sorry. You ain't going to be nothing. Your mama wasn't nothing. Your daddy wasn't nothing. Your dog ain't even nothing. Conviction is you are so much better than what you are doing. Watch me. You're a king and a priest. You're the head and not the tail. You're above only and never beneath. I cause you to be prosperous. I will take the good, bad, and the ugly. Romans 8, 28. And make them work together for your good. Somebody say, he is for me. Uh-uh. See, you don't even say it like you mean it. Can I get you to say it like you mean it? Say, God is for me. Now, he may not necessarily be what, what you're for. He may not be for what you're doing. Like, he may be like, mm-mm. I ain't with that, but I'm into you. I'm not into that, but I'm into you. Watch me. And here's what I love about him is that he's patient with you while you change. And you may not be where you want to be, but you can thank God that you're not where you used to be. Look at this. This is then the last definition of profit means to be and to have. God says, listen, I want you to gain profit or benefit. It means I want you to have more than what you need. This is bigger than money. I want to set you forward. I, listen, don't look back no more. Listen, you already, don't, 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 don't even turn around to talk to a neighbor. Get your neighbors on the side or in front of you, all right? Ask me, do good. I want to see you do good. What parent does not want to see their child do good? Like, what parent, I hope they don't do nothing. You're nuts. You mean to tell me you labored for nine plus months to carry that, birth that, deal with that, let that, and you want to see them do bad? No, you didn't go through all of that to see them do bad. You said, I carried you to see you do well. And even if you stray, if I train them up in the way they should go, when they grow old, they will not do I want you to be and have some things. I want you to become somebody, and there's some things I want you to have. That's what it means. God says, and I teach you how to do that, all right? Who leads you by the way you should go. Pay attention as believers, and if you're not a Christian in the moment, I'm going to give you an opportunity to become one. God says, I have a way that you should go that, watch me, that isn't the world's way. This is important because if you study the world's way, you will say, this is how I profit. And God says, that is not how you profit. I'm going to teach you a way, watch me, that's going to get you to your destination faster. 
Say, Lord, I'll do it your way. Bishop, what do you mean? How in the world did David take the throne at 30? He wasn't having a midlife crisis. He was having a midlife movement. Mm. He was having a midlife promotion. What are you trying to say? That Solomon took the throne at 18. Y'all aren't talking to me right there. See, there's a lot of things you keep saying. Well, when I get my 50s, when I get my 60s, and God says, baby, you better get this done in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s. Watch me. I'm going to tell everybody, you're not too old and you're not too young. You are just right for God to blow your mind. So I told you this on Wednesday, that making godly moves starts in your soul. 3 John 1, 2 says this, beloved, I pray that you may prosper. Prosper is this word in Greek, the language of our New Testament, you do. Who's going to prosper? You. Look at somebody say, you do. Remember, don't look behind you. You ain't looking behind no more. Not for the rest of this experience, all right? All right? Just, just stay with me. I need you to prophesy to your life. Listen, I may do this or this, but I'm not doing this. I may do this or this, but I'm not doing this. You are not going back to that same house that you left this morning. By the time you get back, I prophesy even the atmosphere is going to be different. By the time you get in your automobile, even the atmosphere is going to be different. By the time you walk back into your job on Tuesday, he's going to clear the atmosphere tomorrow. But by the time you walk in there on Tuesday, he's about to change the atmosphere. Look at somebody say, you do. It means success in finances. Watch the scripture. It says, beloved, I pray that you prosper, that you have success in business and finances. You may not own a business, but you handle business. You have your own business that needs to be handled. And watch me. And, and, and you need to understand, the, the scripture says in Genesis 12, that God makes us blessed to be a blessing. Uh, take this out. Which means your business needs to be in alignment because even your name is a brand. When people say your name, they need to say they handle their business. Come on. I, I rebuke your business not being handled. Mm -mm. I need your stuff in alignment. I need your credit in alignment. I need your will together. I need your asset allocation together. I need you to have more than one stream of income. I don't need you depending on no job. I need you to be able to have multiple streams. Your giving is how you make your living, not because somebody gave you a job. I need you to go to work because you want to, not because you need a check. Say, I have success in business and finances. Then look, here it is again, profitable. Now, 3 John 1, 2, this is the Apostle John that Jesus gives the great revelation to. He's called the beloved disciple in the scripture because during the middle of the day, John would be laid up on Jesus in the middle of the day. Jesus and John had this petty relationship. In the book of John, John talks about it because um, John was like, Jesus, who's going to betray you? And Jesus and John had this petty relationship going on because in, in, in the middle of that, Jesus is like, the one who I dipped the bread in at the same time. And then he was like, watch this. He dips the bread in. Judas dips at the same time. John is like, what? And he's like, I know. I told you this mark wasn't no good. <laughs> I if you read your Bible, God, I love God because he's got an edge of petty on him. Now, I know where I get mine from. I get it from the Lord. Right? So pay attention. So, so he's got a different view of the Lord than everybody else. So his prayer is, beloved, I pray. In other words, this is what I'm looking for for you. I'm not looking for you, watch me, to get through and survive. I am looking for you to prosper, to have success in your business and finances, to be profitable, and that you'd be on the right path. See, pay attention. Sometimes the issue isn't, watch me, the issue isn't your pace, it's your path. 
You move fast, you just move fast on the wrong path. Let's talk. You're aggressive, but you're just aggressive about the wrong thing. And I pray your life comes into alignment. Say, I'm coming into alignment. That, that you prosper in what? All things, which means this is not just one area of your life. So even in this making money move series, this is not just about your money. Watch me, because I don't need you to have money and have a crazy mind. I don't need you to have money and watch me and have a miserable marriage. I don't need you to have money and hate going home so you take seven strolls around the street. I need all things. I need you to shout it when I count to three. Say all things. One, two, three. And be in health. Pay attention. He says, I want you to be profitable and I want your health to be good. Because what good is having success in business, being profitable and being on the right path if you're not healthy enough to enjoy it? So I need you to speak this over your life. Say, I'm healthy and healed. See, healthy means nothing's wrong. Healed means whatever got past my health, he heals. Uh-uh, 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 uh-uh. I come against high blood pressure. Mm. I come against diabetes. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. I come against generational uh, uh, issues that have been passed down through the bloodline. You are the curse breaker. And I prophesy we're about to see a breakout of what? Healing in harvesters. Say, Lord, send your healing. Come on. Y'all, we've seen them heal cancer. We've seen them heal HIV. We've seen them heal things they say can't be cured. Can I just get you to open up your mouth and say, healing hit my house. He says, I want you to prosper and I want your health together. I, I don't need it where you can't praise because you don't have any breath left. You know, hallelujah. I can't jog with him, Bishop, but I'm so rocking side to side. Uh-uh, I prophesy you're going to be the most active praiser. You're going to come into church like, oh, hallelujah, oh, hallelujah. Bishop, church just started, but I'm already running. Why? Because I am in health. I'm not struggling. I'm not just trying to get by and survive. You're not underweight. You're not overweight. You're just right. We don't like to talk about that in church. Because we want to go have biscuit sandwiches after church. And I'm not against biscuit sandwiches. Probably going to have one today if you want the truth. It's Sunday. It's the Lord's Day. But I made a decision years and years ago. I said, God, I do not want to be a preacher where I have to sleep all day Sunday because I'm wore out from preaching twice. I said, God, I do not want to be a preacher. Everybody tell God, thank you. Y'all give me some of this water. I said, God, I don't want to do that. I said, because many men of God, watch me, they set themselves on fire so people can be warm. And I said, Lord, I don't want to do that. I said, I need to last. So I need there to be fire from the inside out, but I'm not setting myself on fire so other people can be high. I need you to lay your hands on yourself, say, help, 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 help. That needs to be your daily confession over yourself. I am healed and healthy. I am healed and healthy. I am healed and healthy. And for some of you, your health will come because you're going to start making decisions. As you speak that, you're going to start making decisions that are going to align your health. And for some of you, you're going to get to make decisions that say, you know what? Mm -mm, I'm not eating that. Mm -mm, I'm not going over there. Mm -mm. It's 10 o'clock. I do not need another sandwich. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. 9.15. Woo! see how quiet it got in church when you talk about health but I need you to be healthy why so you can live a long life I rebuke early death come on I pray that you would fulfill your days I come against those of you who feel like you might die early nope God says you will live all the days of your life
Say, I'll live a long life. Bible says, with long life, he'll satisfy me. Let's go. Just as your soul prospers, just as is a mathematical term. It means equal to. He says, so you're going to prosper in all things and be healthy equal to your soul, which means you can never succeed beyond your soul. This is why a lot of people try to get stuff, but stuff doesn't fix them. Because you never fixed your soul. So even though you had stuff, you didn't fix your soul. So watch me, you had stuff, but you weren't prosperous. This is why you see people who become billionaires and millionaires and still commit suicide. Well, don't you have all the stuff you could want? There's no, there's no more things there's n that you could possibly want. The issue is, is that these things do not make up for what lacks in my soul. That's why the Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul? Why? Because you can only prosper equal to your soul, which means you can have stuff but have a sorry soul. And I'm here to tell everybody, if you get your soul right, you're going to get every other area of your life right. What is your soul? It is your mind, your thoughts, your will, and emotions. Four things, four components to your soul. Your mind. Your mind deals with your mindset. Got it? So whatever you set your mind to, it's kind of like a thermostat. You set it at a certain temperature. During the summertime, I like my house extremely cold. Anybody else like me? I like it so cold that I just, I just you want to walk in the house and you got to just go get under the covers. Now, I know some of y'all don't like that. I know in Denver, a lot of places don't even have air conditioning. I, I'm not called to that. That's not what God's called me to. You got to know what you're called to. Right? I see people, oh, no, it's great. Just open the window. Open the window. It's 93 degrees out here. I'm not opening nothing. You better close the window and turn the air on. I got one witness. <laughs> like, I, this is not my calling, not my thing, not my thing. I can tell some of y'all at this 915, you're the people who let the windows down. I understand. I understand. I understand. I understand. It makes perfect sense. I understand. All right. Watch me, watch me. I get it, I get it, I get it. All right, pay, pay attention. Um, I set my temperature. So in my house, I set my temperature to 65. I want it to be so cold, if I get out that bed, I better have a good doggone reason to get out that bed. <laughs> All right, watch me. I set it to 65, pay attention, which means it will continue to run until it reads what I set. And for some of you all, watch me, you read the atmosphere and let it set you. So you're a thermometer when you're really supposed to be a thermostat. I set it and watch me and everything around me has to adjust to what I set. Here's the flip side of that. If you set it too low, you'll adjust too low. Mm. If you set it negative, you'll adjust negative. If you set it where you're constantly talking trash about your life, about your family, about your wife, then you will adjust to that. But I believe there's some of us that can say, I'm adjusting my mindset. Yeah, I'm blessed to be a blessing. Gone are the days of me feeling bad for doing for myself. Come on here. Gone are the days of you feeling bad that you're prospering. Gone are the days of you feeling bad that you're not struggling. God did not die for you to just pay bills and die. He died so you can rule, reign, conquer, and subdue. Let's look at the Bible. All right? Your mindset. So this series, we're dealing with your mindset. We're going to set your mind at the right temp so that everything in your life comes up. And for some of you, you have to be careful because there's people in your life, watch me, that they will come try to mess with the thermostat. 
You set it high and they say your expectations are too high. No, your thermostat is too low. I'm not coming down there, so you better come up here. I prophesy that you got a circle of people in your life that are coming up to where you are. You're not going back down. You're not going back down. Everybody holler, come up on three. One, two, three, come up. Then it's your thoughts. What, what happens with thoughts? Thoughts are introduced by senses. Thoughts are introduced by senses, which means, this is why the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. Better word for sight, there are senses. But sight is part of your senses, so it's implied nonetheless. Pay attention, which means I was good till I saw something. My thermostat was good. That's why your mind and your thoughts are separate. Because you can set your mind, then see something that now messes with your thermostat. Because you were good until you saw their Instagram page. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Let me talk over here. Please, stage right. I need y'all to talk back to me. I got my camera over here, too, for my online folks. Listen, you were good, watch me, until you watched the news. Okay. I tried. I tried. I'm coming over here. I'm coming over here. Please, y'all, do. Come on. Come on. I love everybody, but I need y'all to outdo that section over there. Don't tell them, okay? Watch me, watch me. You were good until you got a call from them. You, you were, your thermostat was set good. And then they get on the phone with all this negativity. And, and watch me, now something is introduced to new thought. Middle section. Hey, middle section. Come on, middle section. Come on, middle camera. Y'all ready? Let's be. You were doing amazing until that negative coworker got in your. Okay. You were like, it's an amazing day. I'm so glad to be at the company. And here they come. Well, why we got to do this? And why we got to do that? And why we got to say this? And why we got to say that? And I need you to learn how to rebuke a negative thought and keep your temperature set to where it is. And where's my temperature set? I know the thoughts and the plans that I have for you to give you a future and the hope. All things work together. All things work together for my good. So, so I can set my mind, it's like a thermostat, but then thoughts will try to mess with my thermostat. There are certain things you need to not look at. Certain people, watch me, it doesn't feed you, so why do you follow them? You're following all these people on social media, and every time you look, you just, I don't know why they do that. Well, what, listen, I don't know why you keep scrolling past it, and it doesn't feed you, and you didn't unfollow. Some of y'all have taken on, let me be quiet. You're starting to think what, what a particular person on social media, because he said it to another woman, you think he's saying it to you. Say amen, so I ain't got to say his name. And you're like, well, maybe I'm not high value. Baby, you better shut down every word, every voice that speaks contrary to that. Fellas, you felt good until you looked at, at you know, Zeus. And then, like, I guess I ain't really doing nothing in this gym because I don't look like that. Watch me. Watch me. He, 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 listen, we got to get your thoughts together. Then look, your will and your emotions. Your will is, watch me, your decisions. Pay attention. My mindset, thermostat. Thoughts can try to mess with the thermostat. And, and if I let those thoughts mess with my thermostat, then they will affect my will. There's certain things I would to do, but I won't do it. 
I, 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 I want to do, but I don't will to do it because I've let thoughts impact my mind. You Listen, you had a great plan. You were like, you know what? I just, I thank God for, for, for your kids and you were going to do something real good for them and then you got one text. I'm, like, I'm taking all this stuff back. We ain't going nowhere. You were going to hook your spouse up that day. You're like, ooh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. And, they, and, and listen, and they left the cornflakes out. Now, you know what? Mm-mm. Nope. Because I didn't told them. And since they don't want to do right, I ain't doing right. You came in church excited, but because the person next to you is one of those non-responsive people to where you elbow them and they just keep looking straight ahead like they didn't hear me say elbow your neighbor. And now you're like, well, see, I don't even know if I'm coming back to the... You didn't come for them! Which means if you never say anything to me, watch me, I'm still going to touch you. Matter of fact, you should have said something because now, come here, because now I'm going to touch... Listen, hallelujah, ain't God good. Praise the Lord, ain't God good. I ain't going to stop, so you better respond. You came into the building so you knew you were going to interact with people. Here we go. Here we go. And I gave you some points. Say, Lord, stretch my soul. So on Wednesday, I gave you some points um, that I just want to recap real quick. We shouldn't love money. We talked about that. The Bible says money is a root. Uh, the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Not money. The love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Then uh, have money, but don't let money have you. All right, the scripture teaches us that money does what? Answers all things, but which means it's not the answer, it's an answer. Got it? So there's nothing wrong with me having an answer. I just can't think it's the answer. Because some people say, you know what, if I had some money, I'd be happier. Now, I can tell you, it won't make you sad. <laughs> Elbow somebody next to you. Say, it won't make you sad. It, but watch me, it won't fix what's wrong with your soul. If you're sorry and negative, watch me. It's only going to make you sorry and negative with some money. If you're a fool, it's just going to make you a more dangerous fool. Because now you can do more damage. And for some of you, the Lord says, I needed to let the fool get out of you. So that when I begin to favor you, you don't damage yourself. I need you to thank God for the days that he held back what you wanted. Because he said, if I, had I given it to you then, you would have wasted it. But you're ready now. Come on, say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. The other point I gave you was that we are blessed to be a blessing. Genesis 12 and 2. And I will bless you and make your name great. And what did I teach you from the Amplified on Sunday? That it means I will make your name distinguished. This is good. In other words, God says, your when people say your name, can I get you to say your first and last name? Go. He says, I will make that great. When people hear that, they're going to be like, oh, no, treat them different. I heard about that foreman. No, treat him. Don't, don't give him the regular. Come on. Come on. Watch me. I need you to expect preferential treatment everywhere you go. Why? I'm blessed to be a blessing. So when you walk into the dealer and they say, this is what we normally do for people. I appreciate what you normally do for people. But did you see my name? It's not arrogance. It's just being aware of what the scripture says. Because when you see my name, my name has distinguished characteristics about it. My name is a name that's not to be taken lightly. I'm not a square. By square, I mean one that doesn't know the Lord. Right? So that you will be a blessing. God says, I give to you 
not for you to just sit up and say, look at what I got. You know what? Um, anybody remember the show Cribs? You used to come on MTV years ago? Cribs was the um, pop culture version of a show that used to come on before that called The Lifestyles. Well, the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach. Robin Leach. Um, and and I, I used to remember watching Lifestyles Rich and Famous, and I was like, ooh-wee, what did they do? And then I remember looking at Cribs like, wow, until I learned that much of what was on Cribs was rented. So they were showing off what they had to send back. <laughs> you miss it what I'm saying. See, he says, I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. In other words, this isn't for you just to show off. This isn't for you just to throw up and say, look at me. How you like me now? Back then you did well, me. Now I'm hot you all up on me. He says, I will bless you to do what? To be a blessing. Which means God says, if I give it to you, I need to know that you're a river, not a reservoir. A reservoir keeps what it gets. A river lets it flow. And for some of you, God says, I can trust you because I've watched you flow like you've never flowed before. I've watched you sow like you've never sown before. I've watched you give like you've never given before. I've watched you be a blessing to other people like you've never been a blessing before. It used to be a day where if you do for them, they got to do for you. But you're so blessed now, you're like, even if you don't do nothing for me, and the Lord will repay me. So, so, so here's today's message. Today's message is called this. You lack nothing except for what you lack. That's today's message. You lack nothing. Say, I lack nothing. Except for what you lack. Right. What's that, Bishop? The right perception. The right perception. Um, it's not how you see it. It's how you look at it. It's not how you look at it. It's how you see it. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Second Peter 1 and 3. Let me give you this. His divine power, Randa has given us. All right, I'm coming back over here. Come on. Y'all with me? Come on, come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. I'm coming back over here. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. God's not about to give me anything. The Bible says he has given us. I need you to open your mouth and say, I already got it. Well, what did he give you, 915? Everything we need. Oh, my God. Why y'all not praising him? Stop saying, Lord, when are you going to do it? He says, I have already given you everything you need. For what? For life and godliness. So you can have a great life and be a great Christian. He's already given it to you. Elbow somebody say, you already have it. Say, but here's the catch. Tell them, say, but here's the catch. It's in seed form. You already have everything you need in life. Everything. How do you know? Let's go back to the verse. He says, his divine power, past tense, has given us. Past tense. Not getting ready to give us. See, 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 this is what we lack. We lack proper perception. Because we're waiting on him to do something, and he's like, open up your seed. 
I talked last night in the preview of the message on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, connect with me on Instagram. Tuesdays and Saturdays, lately we've been doing these previews at 9 o'clock. We'll do them until we stop doing them. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, on, uh, to give a preview of what the message is going to be. Um, one, it's designed to be a tool of evangelism and, and inviting so that you know what's coming up so you can send it to people and be like, you need to hear this. Watch this. All right. But then it's also designed to wet your palate so that you get ready so you log on with anticipation when you come in this building with anticipation. It's like Chick-fil-A used to give those little samples at the mall. Anybody remember the samples? For those of you not familiar with that, in the mall, see, Chick-fil-A used to not have standalone locations. In fact, do you not know it was an accident for them being in the malls because the malls weren't desired for restaurants. Sometimes what you think is to shut you down is to set you up. So they had to go into malls because malls were what they were able to afford. Let's talk. In other words, they had everything that they needed. God made sure they didn't have more than what they needed so they couldn't go buy a standalone. He says, I'm going to put you in the mall so that way people are going to, uh, uh, going to Macy's and going to Nordstrom's and going to Saks and going here. They got to walk past you to get to that. And I need you to have a sample of what it is that you do. So they can taste what you do. And then watch me, you're about to build a customer base. Watch me, they weren't even headed to get a chicken sandwich. But after they sampled what you do, you're about to go ahead and build a, a business. Watch me, that is one of the most successful franchising models that exists. I'm going to tell somebody, God gave you everything you needed. There's a reason he didn't let you do what you wanted to do. Because that wasn't what you needed to get to where he had ordained for you. Y'all got to run that back. I don't have time to hit it. It's 9.15, I got to finish, but you need to run that part back. Because some of you are like, God, you won't let me do this. He's like, I don't want you to do that. That's why you can't. He's like, your limitations create your innovations. I don't need you doing that Chick-fil-A. I don't want you doing standalones because nobody knows who you are. I want to put you in a mall so then everybody will discover who you are. I don't want you owning your land yet. I need you to rent it for a little bit so you know how to be a good steward over it for a little bit. Say, everything I need, I have. Watch me. Everything we need for life and godliness. And I was talking about how in Genesis, last night on the preview, that's how I got to Chick-fil-A, I was talking about how in Genesis, the Bible says, and the Lord put trees that bore seed. Everything God did was about giving seed. He produced things that gave seed. The animals that were created could reproduce. In other words, watch me. As long as they're kept being released, there would always be increase. It's quiet in the building. Say, everything I need, I have. Genesis 8 and 22. While the earth remains, is the earth still here? Yes. Just want to be clear. This isn't a simulation. Seed time and harvest. Cold and heat. Or let down your windows, which is hot and less hot. <laughs> but now I do know sometimes in Denver, let's just have a parenthetical conversation right here. Let me insert this. I do know sometimes in the winter in Denver, it's tricky. So you'll have a heat on with the window down because it's, you need a balance that your system's not giving you. Thank you. I'm not the only one. Y'all are looking at me with a lot of judgment in this building. My God. I, okay, back to the message. Listen, seed time and harvest. What is that? Increase and release. The Bible says, as long as this earth is here, it is governed by this principle. It's governed by the principle that you will only harvest what you've sown. 
It's governed by the principle that it won't always be cold. It's governed by the principle that it won't always be winter. It's governed by the principle that it won't always be night. What are you trying to tell me, Bishop? Is that I don't care what it is, I'm here to tell you it won't stay like that forever. So for those of you like, Bishop, I've been going through nighttime. Baby, keep on living because weeping may endure for a night. Can we go old school church? But joy comes in the morning. And do you not know that a new day begins at midnight? Which means it's still dark, but the day changed. It's still dark, but the day changed. And for some of y'all, I need you to rejoice. Why? Because it's morning time for you. This year is getting ready to end. And a new year is about to begin. Three types of seed I want to talk about today. First seed is your serving. Uh-oh. Say, I got seed. They gave me a whole assortment of things today. <laughs> I got seed. Say, I got seed. Your serving is a form of seed. Look at this scripture, Psalm 37. Look what it says. Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure. The antonym for pleasure is displeasure, which means he doesn't like it. If you're not this, in the prosperity, here's that word again. So, so let me teach you prosperity because there's this whole thing where some Christians say, I don't believe in that prosperity gospel. So what gospel you believe in? So you believe in the go straight to hell gospel? <laughs> you believe in the devil might kill you in your sleep gospel? See, that's because you think prosperity is just cash, cars, and clothes. It's bigger than that. Look at this. Look at the Bible. Who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Prosperity there, it, the word number one, shalom. Shalom is a Hebrew word we use in harvest. It's baked into our culture. All right, you'll notice, um, especially if you're new to harvest, like they understand shalom. We ain't Jews. <laughs> First of all, that's not Jew. That's Hebrew. There's a difference. I don't have time to deal with that. <clears throat> right? Not today. That's another series for another year. Right? <laughs> Um, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking all as well. See, didn't he tell you that he's already given you everything? So, so watch me. If nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, you keep saying, but God, something's missing. You didn't check your seeds, though. It's not missing because I have the seed of it. Uh, and for some of you, watch me, watch me, pay attention. Make sure that you recognize that not only does God desire your prosperity, your shalom, that also means favor. What's favor? Preferential treatment. That means you get treated better than everybody else. It's not fair, but it's Bible. And actually, it is fair because favor has a price. When you pay the price I paid to be favored, then you can have the favor I have. What price did you pay? My serving is part of my price. I'm consistent. I'm faithful. I'm dedicated. I'm loyal. Say, my servant is part of my price. Watch this. Of his servant. Pay attention because for some of you, I'm going to invite you today to get off the sidelines and get in the game and begin to serve. Because, because notice, he didn't say he, des he, he has pleasure in the prosperity of his child. He did not say he has pleasure in the prosperity of his son or daughter. He did not say that he has pleasure in the prosperity of a Christian. This Old Testament of a Hebrew. Mm -mm -mm. He says, I get happy when people who serve prosper. 
And for some of you, I want to, watch me, I need you to get this seed in the ground. Because you're a great giver, but you don't have this seed in the ground. Watch me, the word servant there is this Hebrew word, ebed. Say ebed. Not your bed, a bed. Watch me, watch me. Which means a bond servant. What's a bond servant? A servant by choice. See, in scripture, when you see things like slavery, I need you to not think that it's the same type of slavery you're acquainted with in America. It was a financial transaction in scripture. Um, Only in America did they practice what's known as chattel slavery, which made a certain kind of person a permanent underclass and a permanent slave based on a characteristic in which they could not control. That was not practiced in scripture. What was practiced in scripture was different. Pay attention. So what would happen is sometimes um, the servant would come to the end of their term. Can I give you Bible to back this up? Jacob served for seven years. Come on here. Because he wanted Rachel. Well, watch me. He was, watch me, a servant uh, in that time. And in that, for seven years, he serves for her. Laban tricks him and gives him Leah, the other daughter. And then watch me. Jacob loves Rachel so much. She must have been a bad woman. Because after seven years, listen, come on, y'all. Look, come on, ladies and gentlemen, let's be honest. Oh, look, I, look, what it is, what it is, baby. Come on, we got to. <laughs> I'll get you next time. I guess to see you next lifetime. Listen, I, I ain't going to be able to do this. For seven more years, he becomes a bond servant which means he's a servant by choice. And one of the things a bond servant would do is they would pierce their ear to indicate that they were a servant by choice, which meant I don't have to do this, but I'm doing it because I choose to. So pay attention. God says, I have pleasure in the shalom, in the favor, in the help of those who serve me by choice. They're not doing it because they think they're doing me a favor. They're not doing it because they're trying to manipulate. They're doing it because they want to. I need to check this building and check online. Are there any abeds in the house? God, I serve you by choice. I'm not doing it for any other reason except you've been good to me and if I build your house you'll take care of my house if I handle your business you'll handle my business if I handle your kingdom you'll make sure that I never lack for anything if you're first I'll never be last somebody holler I'm a servant so practically for some of you today you literally right after church you need to register for Harvest You online so that you can get off the sidelines and begin to serve. Bishop, I don't live in Denver. You don't have to. A lot of our dream team doesn't live in this city. You can register and begin to serve online. Atlanta, you can serve online until we're there physically. Don't wait till tomorrow. As soon as Bishop opened up in Atlanta, no. You can begin to serve now. Why? Because this is a form of seed. And for some of you, you're like, God, I'm doing everything. He's like, everything except this. You lack nothing except for what you lack. This is the thing that you're not doing yet. And for those of you who do it, make sure, watch me, that you're doing it by choice and doing it well. Which means I don't sloppily do it because, well, you know, they need to, no, don't know, you ain't doing nobody a favor. Let me help you, boo. You ain't doing nobody a favor. You're not doing anybody a, 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 a kind gesture. It's your reasonable service. Why? And I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done for me, I owe him my service. I owe him my faithfulness. I owe him my consistency. When I grab this mic, I'm not doing God a favor. I owe him this. Come on, say I'm a servant. Jesus said the greatest among you will be those that serve. So you can never become great without serving, which explains why the enemy fights some people to serve because he's fighting your greatness. Here's the second type of seat. Second type of seat, your stewardship. 
your stewardship. I'm going to alliterate today, so I'm giving you three S's for my points. Your stewardship. Steward, stewardship deals with management. 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 All right? This, watch me. How you manage things is a seed. It's quiet. See? Oh, I'm so excited. If he gives you that, I am so excited about this. Y'all have no clue. I've been waiting. I've been looking at it saying, when can I use you? One, two, three, four, five. That's $500, all right? Now, this, this for those of you who are going to try to come up on the stage after this, talking about you're going to serve. This is not real money. I just want to be a blessing, Bishop. This is not. Okay. Everybody pay attention. God says, okay, if I give you this, okay, first of all, let me see how you manage it. So I need to see, number one, if you're going to give me, if you're going to, and every now and then, watch me, he'll even give you a little more than you expected. Let me use that as a prophetic gesture. You're about to check it tomorrow and it's going to be more. You can sit there and look at me like that if you want to. Somebody say, he's going to exceed what I expected. That's so good, though. That's so good. That's so good. Because that, that's so good. All right. So, so we got money on the stage. All right. So the first thing God says, okay, so did I get my tithe? Did you manage it well? Or did you pay everybody else and then said, I'm going to see if I can get God? Because then God says, you're not managing it right. You're not stewarding it right. Luke 19, 13. He gave them 10 minas. It was his money. See, let me help you understand something. This is not your money. This is not your money. This is his money. Everything, the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means everything in the earth belongs to God, which is why if there's ever something I want that I don't have, I got a seed to get it. Because the earth is the Lord's, which means anything that's in the earth belongs to God, which means my way to get what I want is to sow to get it. Because it belongs to God. See, some of you keep saying, well, you know, if I had this, baby, you can't get it. All I need you to do is realize that he gives seed to the sower. Anything that's in the earth, you have access to. Stop saying, ooh, that looks nice for them. Baby, if you want it, you got a seed to be able to get it yourself. He gave them 10 minus, his money. And he said to them, engage in business. Handle your business. If you're in the South, handle your business. Until I come. In other words, he says, manage it well. Steward this well. Be a good money manager. Stop getting paid on Friday and by Saturday at 2. Shoot, I don't, hold on, wait a minute. And you at the restaurant, can't even enjoy the food. Hold on. I did 35 for that. And then I did, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. And then you get mad at your kids. Yo, hush! It's not their fault you're a poor steward. They just want their little macaroni and cheese meal. Say, Lord, make me a good steward. Verse 15, he ordered these servants, pay attention right there. He ordered these what? Servants, which means he gave seed to the servants. He ordered these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him. He said, come here, that he might know what they had gained by doing business. He says, all right, so one, did I get my time? Cool. Did you sow above your tithe so you can see increase? Cool. All right. All right. Um, now, did you manage it well beyond that? Or did you just spend it frivolously? It's quiet right there. You were feeling a little sad, so you went shopping. 
I need some of y'all to do that online. What do you mean, Bishop? If you feel a little, you need a little retail therapy, go online, put everything you want in the cart. Then click the X. You'll get the same feeling of satisfaction. You just didn't waste the money. Your days of wasteful spending have come to their end. You're a great money manager. You're a great money manager. I said you're a great money manager. Come on, 915, I only got a minute and a half left. But can I get you to open up your mouth and say, I'm a great money manager. Look at somebody say, you're a great money manager. Say, that's why he's about to trust you with more. You took that 35000 and you did it well. Now he's about to trust you with more. You took that 100000 you handled it well. He's about to trust you with more. For somebody watching, you took that $1.1 million and you managed it well. He's about to trust you with more. See, when you're a manager, you have to give an account for something. That's stewardship. When you're an owner, you don't report to anybody about what you own. When you're a manager, you report. See, what would happen if you saw what you have? It's like, okay, God, this is C. I am managing your money, and I have to give an account to you. So, so, so watch me. God, he checks the books. Bishop, I don't believe that. I got scripture to back it up. Listen, you should know one thing about me. Anything I say, I've got Bible to back it up. Say, back it up. All right, here we go. Here it is. Jesus was standing one day. And it was offering time. And there was a widow woman who came, who gave two mites. Two mites is half a penny. She came, and watch me. Jesus stood there and watched the offering. Mm -mm, you missed it. Because you're trying to see whether or not the usher's looking at you, whether or not I'm looking at you. And Jesus is like, I've been watching the whole time. He stood there and watched her. And then watch me. Then he stopped the middle of the offering. And he said, listen, listen, I haven't seen faith like this anywhere because y'all are giving from your abundance. She's giving from lack. Pay attention to what he didn't say. He didn't stop her from giving just because she was in a season of lack. See, some of y'all keep saying, well, if I had it, I would. That's why you don't have it. I need you to release it even when you say you don't have it because God says if you'll sow it, your increase comes through your release. Say my increase comes through my release. He says, she's managing her money in a way I've not seen money managed before. He says, I've not seen great faith like this. Third and final seed, because I got 60 seconds. All right, a little less. Let's go. Your substance. What's that? Your money. It's a seed. So your serving is a seed. Your stewardship is a seed. Finally, your substance is a seed. 2 Corinthians 9, 6, one of my favorite verses. I've taught this verse before. We're going to shout this verse out, and then we out. Y'all ready? Here we go. 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He who sows sparingly. What does that mean? Inconsistently. He who sows inconsistently. God, how are you going to reap it? Inconsistently. But he who sows bountifully. See, sparing is not only inconsistent. Sparing means very little. So you're asking God, God, I just want you to raise me up to be a millionaire. Baby, I'm going to need you to come up off of that $20 seed then. I'm, I'm going to need your seed to be higher. It's quiet in here. And I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is look at what he says. He says, if you, the way you sow is the way you're going to reap. This is why when we give, we give with excitement because that's how you're going to reap. 
pay attention to the amount. The way I give it is the way I'm going to reap it. So if I'm excited in sowing it, I'm going to open it up and say, oh, my God, look at what he's done. And my house is next, now, and forever. I, it, watch me. He who sows bountifully, right, so reap how? Bountifully. So the first part of this deals with how you sow. Consistently. Bountifully. Consistently. Say it. Uh-huh. Make it a song. Uh-huh. Say it. Hey. There you go. Good. That's good. It's going to be on a new album. <laughs> Called Shondo. <laughs> it's an inside joke. All right, watch me. Verse 7. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Everybody look at me. God says, decide to be a faithful giver. He says, you need to purpose this in your heart. Heart in scripture is your mind. Old Testament word lev means mind. New Testament word cardia means mind. He says, you need to decide to be a faithful. Like, that's a decision. I don't wait till I get to church to decide. I don't wait until I log on to decide. Before I got here, I decided. Matter of fact, I've got a digital way to give so that the moment I, I pre-decided. And I think there's some witnesses in the house and on campus and online where you decided and your decision now is what you are reaping. Look at this. He says, not grudgingly. In other words, don't give it with no attitude. You ever had some, come here. You ever had somebody uh, give you something and the way they gave it to you? Okay, let, let's pretend like you work at the restaurant and you're going to bring me my water. Let's move this. You're going to bring me my water and set it down with an attitude. You can take that. And listen, don't let it be me. Go on and run that right back and come on back with the right attitude. I'm going to help you today. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach. Watch me. You ever had somebody, watch me, close to you give you something? Come here. Go on. He said, I still take it. Pay attention. <laughs> Look at the screen. <laughs> he says, don't give it with a bad attitude. And don't give it out of necessity. What does necessity mean? He says, don't give it like, I better do this or he going to say something. Here you go. You ever had somebody owe you money and pay you back with a funky attitude? Excuse me. I got to just take a few moments right here because, like, you owe me money. There go your little funky $200. It wasn't funky when you needed it. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me, 950. You don't give me my money back like that. You better give me my money back with some appreciation. Here go your little money. It wasn't little when you asked me for it. All right, let's go. I just had to. I just had to. Here your little money. Little money. You the one needed it. You gotta text them 15 times. It's the 15. It's the 15. Oh, I'm sorry, I've been so busy all day. Let's move on. Let's go. For God loves a what? A cheerful giver. What does he love? A cheerful. Take this out. God's like, I love it when my people sow from their substance and they do it cheerfully. Like, I can't wait. I use text to give. When it comes to my substance, I can't wait to give. Like, I get excited about, like, I'm like, oh, come on, God. 
Come on, God. I can't wait till we get those giving reports to see how I outgave myself. I'm just talking about me, and I'm not saying this to be braggadocious or self-aggrandized or anything like that. I'm just saying I learned that when I'm a cheerful giver, watch me, I'll be a cheerful receiver. And for some of y'all, here's why you need to get excited. Watch me. You're about to receive the same way you've been given. You've been given consistently. You're about to receive that way. You've been giving cheerfully. You're about to receive that way. Somebody say, Lord, do it. Verse 8. And God is able to make, it's right on the screen, to make what? All grace. What is grace? Favor. What is grace? Super to your natural. God says, I will make grace abound toward you. Here's what abound means. We don't really use that word uh, too much in, in modern English. Watch me. Abound. It will turn to you. All right, come here one more time. You ask the Lord to use you, he's using you. All right, here you go. This is your seat, right? That's your seat. They did a really good job with that money. I wish they didn't put copy money on the outside because I. No, I'm just joking. You have to. We're we banning all the rules. All right, watch me. God says, God says, all right, grace is looking this way. Favor is looking this way. Watch me. But what I'll do when you release your seed is I will make grace turn to you. And then it turns into a Drew Hill song. Tell me what you want. Y'all ain't saying that. Tell me what you need. Stop. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. What grace? All grace. Come here. What grace? All grace. Come here. What grace? All grace. Come here. Here y'all stand with me. Now we all looking this way. We all looking. Is it five of us? One, two, three, four. I need one more. Come on. Come on. Come on. Step into the light, Caroline. Come on. You're taking this out of my preaching time. Come on. I'm over time. All right? All right. Watch me. Watch me. Five is the biblical number of grace. So whenever you see five, something's about to come alive. So watch. Look at the scripture. Put the scripture up. Look what it says. And watch me. He loves his joyful giver. And God is able to make all grace turn toward you so that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, will have an abundance for every good work. Say all sufficiency, all things, abundance. So, so, so what makes grace turn toward you? See, because you don't just need grace in your, in your career. You need grace in your family. You need grace for your future. You, you need grace for your business. I need your business to do well and you don't have the same marketing as the other people. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. And more importantly, I need God to turn toward me. My seed is the exchange to make grace turn toward me. We, we're out of time. We gotta go 915. Thank you all. But can I just get you to release a praise that grace is about to turn? He's about to turn towards your kids. Turn towards your marriage. Turn towards your finances. Grace is turning. Grace is turning. For some of y'all that believe it, I just need you to hop up one time and turn. Why? Grace is turning my way. Supernatural's turning my way. Favors turning my way. Overflows turning my way. Healing is turning your way. 
if you believe it, don't wait until the battle is over. But shout, shout now. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Come on, 915. Say favors turning my way. We're out of time. You can grab a seat or you can stand. <laughs> Three seeds. You're serving, your stewardship, your substance. Some of you, you need to start serving. Come off the sideline, get in the game. Bishop, I'm still working out my salvation. Cool, everybody is. Bishop, I still got issues I'm working through. Cool, everybody does. <laughs> For some of you, it's your stewardship. It's your money management. I've taught so many series. You can get them off our gift page that will teach you how to be a better steward of your resources. What if you don't need more, you just needed to steward what you have better? And then finally, for some of you, you don't give of your substance, you're not a tither. Start today. So I'm gonna wait until, no, start today. If you keep putting it off, it's like going to the gym. I'm gonna go today, but now I'm gonna wait until the fifth. You ain't going. Just do it. Say, Lord, give me the grace to just do it. In this building and online, if you could just close your eyes for just a second. If you need to become a Christian for the first time, this is your day. The good news is the bad news is wrong. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful to him, this is your day to recommit yourself to him. And thirdly, if you're like, Bishop Holman, I don't know where things stand with God, but I want to be sure. I want to be sure. If either of those three are you, on, in the building, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand when I count to three. Online, I'm going to ask you to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me. On every digital campus, I've got digital ambassadors watching you right now if you're on a social platform so that we can record your decision. You mean something to us and to God. One, God's coming to get you. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. One, two, three. And that's you. Hands up in this building. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. I see you. God bless you. Come on, church. We need to celebrate the hands in this building. Online, do that hand wave emoji or say, it's me. Now, can I get everybody to pray this to me? Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you've given me all things pertaining to my life and to godliness. I have everything I need. It's just in seed form. So I'll release my serving. I'll release my stewardship. I'll release my substance. And when I release, I'll see increase. Grace is turning to me. He's leaning in my direction. Good things are leaning in my direction. In Jesus' name, amen. Guys, take out your phone. If you just prayed that prayer, recommitted your life to the Lord. Scan that QR code right there on the screen in the building online or text the word decision at 877-552-4746. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746. And we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you. In the app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. 
all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologists recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.